podcast is part of the Pod Syndicate family. For more criminally compelling shows, articles, and conversations, head to wearepodsyndicate.com. Wear a shirt. No. Could you do them in order? What the the, the, the show? Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. <laughs> just, just random fucking order that you do. Good afternoon. Good crystal mass. Good morning. <laughs> Merry fucking Easter. <laughs> just one week for me. I will endeavour to try. I'm, I'm going to try and remember. I, I'm gonna try and remember next Easter to tell people Merry fucking Easter. <laughs> <laughs> that was incredible, Becky. Well done. Um, Thank you. Yes, it's episode 350. I'm one of your co-hosts, Matt Foster, and as ever, I am joined by Becky Foster. Hello, everybody. And Ian Loring. Becky's got a news story she wants to talk about. Well, no, because I, I didn't have much chance to delve into it because obviously I've been at work, but I saw some. <laughs> You, you fucking sold that, didn't you? No, no. So someone someone posted on Twitter, um, I think at Tony Todd, um, about the release date for Candyman, and he replied with just the date in the Americanized format. I can't remember what was the date supposed to be. It's a set date now, isn't it? Yeah, it's like the it's set sometime in September, I think. Last week, twenty six for some bollocks like that. Yeah, it's been like nine, twenty six, yeah. twenty. So and then someone um, replied to that saying, I just wish they'd day and date this and give us a date for when it's going to be available. I can't see myself sitting in a cinema anytime this year. And he just replied with the exact same thing with the date. So either Tony Todd doesn't know what day and date means. Yeah. Or we might be getting it. Um, Because bear me two seconds. Let me just find this, see if I can work this out. Because that's when it's coming out. Um, I'm pretty sure um, that um, Nia DaCosta commented on that. Right. Um, and said that it absolutely, because someone mentioned it all, um, you know, why, why isn't it, why, why not just release it now and have people watch it? Mm. And her response was, no, myself and the studio want this film to be in cinemas. Right. It deserves to be there. 
it, it, it'll be a bold move to do that, to delay it that long and then day and date it. Well, so I wish they'd day and date this. I want to see Slash support it, but there's no way I'm sitting in a theatre anytime this year. To which he replied, 9.25.20, bam. Subsequently, Todd retweeted a statement from the fan asking if he had just confirmed that the film would be hitting VOD on September 25th. Oh, they're taking our balls now, aren't they? It is. It's a bit of heat, isn't it? I mean, and it's... Actually, don't get me wrong. I will go and see it in the cinema if that's an option. Yeah. And it, it will be by September. Oh, yeah. It's and just... We'll be throwing us to the wolves to get us spending money by that point, so... But we'll... you'll be going you'll be going to an indie cinema. That's the thing. You won't be going to an Odeon or, an, or a Cineworld or a View um, to see it. I mean, like, maybe... I don't know, the everyman or something like that. But um, it's I could see why Universal would do that, though, um, if they're thinking that a ship like a lot of people will pay twenty dollars or fifteen ninety nine to to rent it. Um, it. But then, I mean, like that makes me wonder about the value of my Cineworld card. Mm-hmm. But then Universal seems to be the only ones that are doing this at the moment. Um and it's, I don't know, it's weird that they, would they do, it's like they do that with Candyman. Would they do that with Halloween Kills? You know, it's um, same studio. It's a few weeks later. Is, is that just going to be like, aside from Bond, is that just going to be um, Universal's play this year now? It, it, I don't know. It just, it seems weird because by September, I don't know, people might just be all right with it. You know, like, okay, you're going to have to wear masks, like, when you're out and about and whatnot. But when you're in the cinema, keep the fucking mask on if you want to. Uh, You know, the seats are going to be, like, ripped out, so you're going to be a safe distance away from people. I'm fucking fascinated to go back to the cinema. And I'm... Go on. The thing is, it's an oddity trying to predict where we'll be in in three months' time. Mm. You know, there's... You wouldn't have predicted three months ago that this is where we'd be right now. No. And it, it's, as, you know, and I don't want to come across any, any way sprouting what the government have been saying, anything like that. But if you listen to what scientists are, are saying, they're all saying the same thing of, look, we are advising, and the advice changes because this is new. Mm. Yes, we've dealt with pandemics. Yes, we've dealt with things similar, but this is new. And so our understanding of it is evolving Mm. almost daily. Mm. We don't have a clue where we'll be in September. I really hope that by, we don't know where we're going to be in five weeks time when, if Tenet, Mulan come out. We don't know what cinemas are going to look like. You know, there's a rumour doing the rounds that bars are going to be open from the... I was going to uh, say, a couple of weeks from now. From the the beer gardens. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, beer gardens. And then bars are going to be allowed to open um, the first week in July. Mm. So two weeks after that. And to do that, they'll have to reduce the two-metre rule into a metre. If they reduce it in bars, they have to reduce it in everywhere. You can't say, oh, you've got to keep two metres in a shopping centre or in Sainsbury's, but if you're going for a pint where you're going to be sat with people, it's only a metre. 
I don't know how comfortable I am being trapped sat only a metre away from somebody I don't know for an entire two and a half hour movie. Oh, no, I love the cinemas. I think cinemas, you can still go. Mm. They can still say that. I'm fascinated to see how it looks. That is how it should be judged. It isn't, I'm not going to go. Or anything. Do you know what? If, if you don't want to go, mm. then don't go. Yeah. But let's wait and see, A, where we are when they reopen, mm. and B, um, what it looks like. You might look at it and go, Oh, actually, fucking hell, yeah, that, that feels fine. And again, if you go and you go, get in and go, no, do you know what? I don't like this. It feels uncomfortable. Not with leave. Leave? Mm. You know, leave uh, and accept that. But again, we're heading down this 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 pathway of everybody thinking that the way that they're doing it is right and everybody else is killing everybody if they don't do it that way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I... It, it, I, it, it, it's fascinating i mean it's just like it's that you know with the the, the news i mean i know it's not this isn't strictly film related but it's it's good to talk I, I think it's healthy to talk about it frankly even if it is indulgent to so apologies folks and god if you're listening to this in the future just fucking skip um but you know like late last week they were talking about the r number having like maybe gone over one in the northwest and it's like if that continues happening then how are they going to spin this they're not going to they know they're not going to be able to get away with doing a countrywide lockdown again. No. They're not. They're not going to be able to do it. Um, I mean, the the Cummings thing completely put paid to that. Um, mm. So you know, do they do do they do lo- local lockdowns or do they try and spin the R number? Do they start saying, well, yeah, okay, but the R number in um, care homes is one point five, but outside of care homes it's zero point seven. So you know, we'll we'll we're okay with that. You know what I mean? Like or um. You know, are they going to say, well, do you know what, we're OK with it because now, you know, we think we're X months away from having a treatment or, you know, the summer months, the next three months, they can get away with saying like, well, people are going to be outdoors a lot and the transmission rate is low. The the, the troublesome aspect is going to be when you get to October, November, December, starts getting colder, people start being inside more. I mean, like, could you fucking imagine if it got so bad that like people were being told, right, Christmas time, you can't go around, you can't go see your family. That That's it. There's a... There's also, um, even from a purely business point of view Mm. of this, so um, I saw a a, a post, and again, we have been mildly indulgent, but it it is a big thing, and, you know, it isn't film-related, but indulge me again in a second. Um, I saw a post saying about shops about to reopen in a week's time. I wonder if people will will be complaining about Primax and what is it? And I, I so I stop and say, can I just point something out about that though? As you know, not defending or saying or using it as a criticism for the protest, which I absolutely 100% agree with, etc. Anything like that, but in a defense of retail a little bit, <laughs> right? I'm opening my shop on the 15th, I'm allowed nine people in my shop at any one time right nine people if i have three members of staff on that drops down to six people so i'm gonna have nine people so for the first time ever i am by logic limited to the amount of money that i can make in my shop and that extrapolates to all stores yeah every store is limited to the amount of people they are allowed in that is part of the government guidelines Mm. it is uh, I think it is um, 
three people for every 10 square foot, something like that. Uh, one person for every 10 square foot, I think it is, right? Uh, so that's it. You've got to take staff out of that. They have to be included as well, and it, it drops down. If when you start adding more staff, it doesn't just. If you have one member of staff and then you up it to two, it doesn't half. It doesn't work, quite work like that. Mm. Um, so I can only make a certain amount of money. Yeah. For that. Now at the moment that's not too bad. If that's still in play at Christmas, yeah, it's impossible for retail. Yeah. To survive. It is, yeah. So there is, unfortunately, and people can can get pissy and can get funny and like that. There is going to have to be an element of, do you know what? So it and say, um, yep. to, to life going forward, because yep, yep. if if you don't work in retail and you don't work in hospitality. And you don't work in tourism, you are around about maybe 30% of the population mm. of this country. And if you are part of that 30% and are looking at it going, well, you know, it's tough, that's just the way it is. It's like, cool, cool. That 70% of the population can't just lose their fucking jobs. It doesn't work like that. There has to be an element of we have to learn to live with this to the best of our ability. I think there's going to be a lot of people that that do lose their jobs as well. I think there'll be a lot of companies that don't come out the other side of this and have just been keeping <sighs> people on furlough. Oh, yeah. Come come um, September, once that furlough drops to 60%, but um, companies have to top it up to 80% yeah. by law if they're putting people on furlough, come that, you are going to see a, an absolute wave of businesses shutting down. Yeah. I mean, th- uh, that, that, and that's the gamble now, isn't it? Is can they get everything opening back up within um, three months? I mean, it's interesting that the, the devolved governments seem to be slightly going back more in line than they were, say, a month ago as well. Like um, the Welsh schools announced last week that um, uh, kids uh, will uh, will be going back um, from all uh, all years, I want to say, um, from the 27th of June. Um, but it will only be 30 percent of the children of the, the the kids will be in at any one time. Um, if you uh, told me two, three weeks ago that the Welsh government were going to say schools will be open before September, I would have told you to get fucked. Yeah. There was no way that was going to happen. But now here we go. Um, they have to get kids I, back into schools to get parents back into work. That's yeah. the thing, isn't it? They've got to get the economy back up and operate. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I I think that's exactly it. I think a picture has probably been painted of if you know, okay, the 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 English government have made made some fucking mistakes, but at the same time, unfortunately, in the world that we live in, and you know, we can you could debate that all day. There comes a point where it 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 is shutting things down due to covid worth that worth the cost um and it's it's a horrible question to ask it's an awful fucking question to ask but it's it's where it's where they're at you know and i mean it's it the whole kind of like the deaths that could be being caused by all the shutdown which means that people aren't going for like checkups and things like that i've got 
I mean, like, to be fair, I've got staff at work who are in serious pain because of um, certain like certain issues that they're unable to get help at the moment because they just cut that like the NHS is pretty much shut down to them. You know, um, it, it's uh, there, there's 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 one girl who bless her has had like the worst six months and was told that this we think is the root of getting you out of this situation and she's unable to get it even on private because of every everything that's going on um and it you know it's i i think about people like that as well you know as well as the people who are who are suffering from covid um I mean, shit, I, I, you know, and I can't really say much. I mean, I'm in a fortunate position. I'm non-retail. I have been able to work from home, um, you know, I, but I mean, I, I, obviously I've got a six-year-old. I'm wor- I, I am worried about her going back to school. But at the same time, she needs to interact with other kids again as yeah. well, you know. Um, and if, if, if these things are being done in a safe enough manner, let's, let's give it a go. Uh, it, you know, if 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 they are confident that the risk of infection by doing these things is low and it can be maintained correctly, you you got to get on it. And I'm not just sort of saying that because I want the fucking cinemas to open. That's that's not that's not uh, it's weirdly not as big a concern as I thought it would be. It's just like we've just gotten on with it. Um, but it's just life man life needs to fucking continue and if we have to live with it we have to live with it i think just i'm gonna finish monologuing in a second but i think if they knew then that like what are the chances of getting a like getting a vaccine soon what they know now i wonder whether we would have even have gone down the route that the government went down you know would would it would it have been right you know we're just going to lock everything like whether you'd go for a more new zealand point of view or whether you'd go for a more lax point of view it's i mean it's fucking fascinating and when the, the inevitable inquiry comes there's going to be some fucking questions um but yeah i don't know man it's we we are gonna have to deal with it you know most coronaviruses don't have a fucking vaccine unfortunately this one is problematic i just you know let's work on the treatments Oh, films. What 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 are the news have we got this week then? What else happened? What what are we covering this week? Which week? This week. What oh, I we said, have I? No. <laughs> you went straight to your news segment, Bex. My news segment. Uh, we we we're 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 getting gamer, aren't we? We're getting a bit gamer. We're getting a bit gamer. Uh, we each picked on last week's show a gamer related movie. So a movie based on a game. Uh, what did you pick, Rebecca? Silent Hill, obviously. Yeah, thank you for that. Uh, you are welcome. Ian, what did you pick? The Fantastic Street Fighter. And Mark, what did you pick? I picked Alone in the Dark. Yes. <laughs> Becky, why did you pick Silent Hill? Because I love it, and it's the it's the it's the not the film of my favourite game, but the fa- first film of my favourite game franchise. Cool. Um, I bet that game franchise was Resident Evil. He's never going to beat Silent Hill. Fair enough. Ian, why did you pick Street Fighter? Because I wanted to see Raul Julia's bulging eyeballs again. (laughs) It's a strong choice. And Mark, why did you pick uh, Alone in the Dark? Uh, Tara Reid as an archaeologist. 
Mm. Of course, there's no other reason. I know. I mean, to to be fair, it looks like the PlayStation Five reveal event has been um, rescheduled for this coming Thursday, at which there is a strong rumor that a um, reboot of Silent Hill will be announced. So, you know, hopefully this will tie in. That will be that will be the thing that gets me to buy a PS Five on the day of release. Apparently, it is not being developed by Konami. It is being developed by Sony Japan Studio, and but um, the composer is back. I believe the original game director is back, um, and it's essentially a reimagining of the first one. That could be quite nice. They need to do like what they've done with Resident Evil, and just basically make them as new games, but with the same stories. Yes, we've got those. Uh, we were going to chat. What was that movie called? Three Identical Strangers. Some lazy bitch didn't watch it. But yeah. <laughs> um. Well, hang on now. <laughs> <laughs> really harsh, there, Becky. No. <laughs> uh, <junk> there. <laughs> um. I I saved it to watch with Donna last night, but unfortunately, Lottie being Lottie, she didn't quite um play ball. So um, I know this probably isn't late for, for you two, but by the time we were kind of like sat down, it was 10 o'clock. I had to get up at six this morning. So it wasn't it. Unfortunately, it wasn't happening, but I'm looking forward to hearing you two talk about it. Yeah, we will chat. Um, uh, do, do, do you guys know what next week's 99p no. rental is? No, is it bad? The fact that you're smiling suggests it's bad. Oh, right, okay, you do want to watch it then. Um... <laughs> oh, you know what it is? Yeah. Is it shit, Ian? It's Eight Mile. <laughs> I haven't seen Eight Mile, literally. I, I don't think anybody has seen Eight Mile since the day they bought it on DVD. Treadmill watch a year or two ago. Did you? Yeah. How was that? It was all right. Yeah, uh, yes, bringing I'm, endorsement there. I'm okay. Yeah, um, it's going to be a fantastic review. <laughs> um, so, uh, northern news. Anyone news? 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 Come on, news guys. No. Oh fucking hell. Um, there's a live action remake of Hercules coming, or a new Disney Hercules that I saw. I don't know whether it was fake or not, but I don't know who the kid is playing Hercules. But Jodie Comer's playing the love interest. Um, fake. Oh, is it fake? Apparently it's fake, yeah. That's a shame. Jeff Goldblum as Hades, I thought was a choice. That's a shame. I, I, I did look at it and think, this seems... I get the people that are in it, but voicing the people that are voicing, it seems a little bit, what is it? And then apparently, yeah, apparently it's fake. Um, But then then with that, I did then look at it and think, who went to... This is what lockdown gives people. It gives people that much time to go to the trouble of doing that, <laughs> which I can only applaud. Um, Bruce Campbell has apparently been interviewed in this month's Empire. Just got to say, Empire, fair play. They're pulling some shit out their ass to cover while they um, don't have any uh, major films to preview. They, uh, you know, Total Film did Tenet last last month. I think they were like, fuck it. We're just going to bet on it. Here's Tenet. Um, Empire did a celebration of cinema. To be fair, they had they had a lot of good content in there. This month they're doing um, Cinema's Greatest Heroes, um, in which there's an interview with Bruce Campbell where he talks about um, Evil Dead 4, um, which apparently will not feature Ash. 
Um, oh. But they are actually calling it Evil Dead 4 as opposed to the remake. And I was kind of surprised by how I don't really care about that. I was, um, you it's know. a bit like we had the remake, didn't we? Which was all right at best. Yeah. Um, it, it didn't feel, I, I, I don't personally think it felt like the spirit of the Evil Dead movies. No, it didn't. I think, I think it, was, it, was, it was too nasty, nasty. It was, yeah. Um, it was fucking rank, that film, to be fair. Yeah. I mean, like Evil Dead, the original Evil Dead has its moments. But fuck, yeah, that, yeah, it was rough. That's it. And I think um, I didn't really they could have made that movie and just had it inspired by Evil Dead um, rather than have it as a a cash in, essentially. Mm. But it is just a little bit like the whole you know, thing. It feels like it's run its course a little bit. Yeah. It, 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 you know, I'd watch a sequel that, that has Ash in it. If it was directed, but yeah, if it was directed by Sam Raimi, but then again, and it was in the same sort of would spirit. I? Because Sam Raimi seems like he's been coasting for an awful long time. No, how does how does number three finish? Depends which version, version doesn't it? Yeah. And then number three is the medieval one. Yeah. How does that end? Oh, I can't remember now. It, it's either he goes back to the present and he's in the. Uh, the the shopping the the shopping shop the shop and kills a deadite there or he, he fucks up the I think he the potion he drinks or something and he wakes up in the like far flung future and it's post apocalyptic I don't know which one's canon to be fair see but like just doing like a, a sequel where it's older Ash but yeah. then they've done the Ash TV Evil Dead yeah the TV series yeah. Watch that. Oh, I would, but you are you have no, no interest watch in watching it with me. No, because TV, you say. Mm. My issue with TV is it's not film, is it? I mean, it's not film, no. no. And if you watch 30 hours of TV and, it sh- and you get to the end of it and go, that was shit, you think, I could have watched like 10, 15 movies in that amount of time. But it's a 30 minute per episode TV show. Yeah, I've tried. I've tried watching it and I just don't care. What you Probably. And you'll sit and watch fucking Simpsons until it comes out your nose. Empty calories. It's, uh, a, it's, a, it's a comfort watch, is yeah. is Simpsons. That's it. It's a good breakfast watch. <laughs> um, right, so that's news. Trailers. Do we have any? Because I don't think we do. do we? I've, got I've got one. I've got one. Uh, so this came out a few hours back. New Universal and Blumhouse film that apparently is just going to be on VOD a week Friday. Um, you should have left, starring Kevin Bacon and Amanda Seyfried. Oh, I think I saw a poster for that. I did see the first one thing. Kevin Bacon and Amanda Seyfried. Is this a joke? <laughs> yeah, apparently they're husband and wife. Wow. Like I'm, I'm assuming he was her uni lecturer and he got fired. Yeah. yeah. Um, isn't Kevin Bacon 60? Yeah, probably. Kevin Bacon is 61. Amanda Seyfried is 34. 
That's just boring. I mean, I am not saying that Kevin Bacon couldn't score himself an Amanda Seyfried. I'm not saying that. But it just seems like either get an older actress or a younger actor. Mm. I don't know. I mean, it may be that it's a plot element. Um, it, it what it, I, it seems to be about them, like, basically moving into a new house with their kid. And it seems like maybe they were running away from something that he did. It was like he was found innocent, but a lot of people don't like him about something. Uh, and then it it seems to go a bit shining e where he like becomes obsessed with the place. And then I, it, it's like, you don't pick the house, the house picks you. Oh, um, bullshit. I'll just watch the shining. Yeah, I mean, it is it is a little bit like that. It's like, yeah, you're not going to fucking catch me spending 15.99 to fucking rent this on premium VOD, but I'll watch it on Netflix in a year. Maybe. So, upon just sort of find out how old Amanda Seyfried was, <laughs> um, I, I, I came across her um, her Instagram. I bet you did. <laughs> <laughs> well played. Um, that actually feeds into what I'm about to say. Her oh, Twitter oh. handle name is Minji. Wow. Really? Yeah. yeah. Rebecca, will you confirm? It is indeed Minji. She used to go out with Dominic Cooper, didn't she? I wonder yeah. if he completely trolled her and like made that her pet name and then just denied it meaning anything else. Can you imagine the time when she found out that and just texted him and went, you dick? Oh, no, she loves it, apparently. You could change your Instagram name, can't you? Yeah. Uh, wow. Fair play. Um, yeah, so the, we, we have seen a trailer, Rebecca. We have. Yeah. Ooh. For a film that I literally can never remember the name of. Oh, The Last Days of American Crime. Oh, that's it, already it, on Netflix. <laughs> it's a Netflix movie. Yeah, yeah, no, it came out on Netflix on Friday. Yeah, yeah um, apparently by, it's awful. Directed by Oliver Megaton. Ah, oh, he's back. Yep. Ian, do you know anything about this movie? Yeah, isn't it? Um, like, they're going to turn on a radio signal that will stop people committing crime, so they're like, right, we got to commit some crime. Do, 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 you, do you know another factor? This no, is Oliver by the way, who directed Transporter 3 and Take yeah. 2. Yes. Right? So, this movie is two hours, 28 minutes long. Yep. I'm never going to fucking watch this film. No it way. It stars Edgar Ramirez, which always has me interested, and Michael Pitt. I am so fucking watching this movie. Mate, two and a half hours. Two and a half hours of a crime movie starring Michael Pitt and Edgar Ramirez. Yeah, fucking lapping that shit up. <laughs> I, I am so... I am, like, looking forward to that on an odd level. <laughs> that me, is not... I, I, I even... When I saw that it had a 3.8 on, um, <laughs> on, on IMDb, which, by the way, IMDb ratings are bullshit... 
But when I saw it at a 3.8, it made me go, well, I'm definitely fucking watching it now. <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, so that's the other trailer. But yeah, I, I it it looks ropey as fuck, but I am, I am all in. That's not the Netflix original I'll be watching this weekend. I'll tell you that for free. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, so moving on. It was 20 years ago. You hadn't promoted yourself to general yet. You were just a petty drug lord. You and your gang of murderers gathered your small ounce of courage to raid across the border for food, weapons, <laughs> slave labor. My father was the village magistrate. A simple man with a simple code, justice. He gathered the few people that he could to stand against you. You and your bullies were driven back by farmers with pitchforks. <laughs> My father saved his village at the cost of his own life. You had him shot as you ran away. A hero at a thousand paces. I'm sorry. I don't remember any of it. You don't remember? For you, the day Bison graced your village was the most important day of your life. But for me, it was Tuesday. Street Fighter. I'm going to start with Street Fighter. Nice. Street Fighter, 1994 movie um, from... Director Stephen E. De Souza and stars Jean-Claude Van Damme, Raul Julia, uh, Kylie Minogue, Wes Studi, um, Ming-Na Wen. That is the name. No, I'm fucking looking at that. <laughs> uh, Simon Callow, which I always forget. What's that man called? What? What's that man called? Which then? one? That one. Him. Oh. I try doing that one. Oh, I've got another one for you after that. Go on. Andrew Brzezinski? Nope. What's that one? <laughs> What's that man called? Oh, okay. <laughs> Peter Tweezer Soppop. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> and we had this conversation in the week. If if any of these people would have been footballers, fucking no problem. Can name <laughs> all their names. The minute I haven't heard a commentator say it, it's gone. <laughs> fair enough. I mean, it's not fair enough. Just to be better, but whatever. I, I have chosen to not be better. I, I find it suits my my abilities more. Yeah. Um, so Street Fighter is kind of based on the game Street Fighter. Um, mm. It's really <laughs> fucking odd. So Bison, played by uh, Raul Julia in his, I think, final film, uh, essentially is a dictator. And he has kidnapped uh, a bunch of people. He's holding hostage for $20 billion. $20 billion. Which always baffles me because he seems to have a shitload of money anyway. He does. Um, but maybe he's just he's used all that money to pimp bison dollars. Um, and Jean-Claude Van Damme 
<laughs> plays uh, Lieutenant, uh, sorry, Colonel Guile, and he's trying to get the hostages back, and just mental shit is happening. It's, it's a really, so it's, it's batshit this movie. <laughs> um, Ian, when was the last time you watched this? Fucking. Fifteen years ago. Yeah, because I remember seeing this at the cinema. The last nice. time I watched it was, I think, last year. I watched it while I was tidying the living room. Um, I don't think I've seen this since it came out on home video. Did you see it this, at the cinema? No, I, I did. We didn't. There was, we were a family of five, and my parents were parents were not. They were not like, oh yeah, let's go spend money. Nah, your dad was fucking hard for Blanca. Come on, admit it. So why are you going to record your own? I only got the cinema on my own. I want a sad bastard like you. Well, I went to Street Street Fighter a couple I've of times. I've only been 11. Right? I'm doing stuff on my own at 11. I was riding my horse. Fucking Tari. <laughs> uh, Ian, what do you think of your rewatch of Street Fighter? And can I predict a bit that will have made you laugh uncontrollably? Can I ask Go on. just before, oh. Ian? Yes. When playing Street Fighter, mm. did you have a particular character you would always play as? I mean, to be fair, I haven't played Street Fighter for a long old time. I play a, I mean, I play a lot as Ryu in Super Smash Brothers when I'm playing that with Lottie. Um, but to be fair, I know it sounds awful, but I was really lazy. So I'd play as Blanca and just press down and I'd like probably be and then just do the electro shock, shock special move thing. I'd just do that constantly. Oh, you, he's the one that gets genetically modified. Yeah. Ryu's the one that can do the Hadouken, isn't he? Yeah, except yeah. he doesn't in the film, does he? No. Like, he does, no. but he can do a shock wave. He does, he does Hadouken someone, doesn't he? No. He There's, does. No fucking, There's no fucking fireballs. He doesn't oh, generate no, any fireballs. fire. He does the hand thing. Oh, yeah, oh, oh. That's not a hand. Is that Hadouken? Hadouken. No, Hadouken. This is the fireball. Yeah, but he does it with his hands like together at the heels of his hand and then pushes them out and that's what does the fireball. He does that. Does he? Yeah. Yeah. yeah oh, it's just gone up another star for me then. I don't remember that. I used to I, I used to like playing as Ryu because of the Hadouken. But I used to I used to more often play as Chun-Li. Yeah, I I I, I played as Vega or Sagat. The buddies. Yeah, it would appear so. Yeah. yeah. Or Bison. None of the good guys. No. No. Um, yeah, I predict that Ian, you will have found amusing the bit where um, Honda and who's the boxer dude? DJ. No, DJ. Eddie. Uh, are in the um, are in captive, and he says, and the boxer dude turns around Honda and says. Uh, can you give me a hand? And he's like, we've only yeah. been here two, two hours. <laughs> Wait till next month. Yeah, that was pretty fucking solid, that. A hand jibber joke in a 12 there. Uh, nice. Yeah. Ian, what did you think of Street Fighter? Yeah, I mean, it's... <laughs> it's fucking amazing that they even tried to do this. You know, um, I mean, it's like the Mortal Kombat... We've lost you for a little bit there, Ian. Oh, sorry. Am I back? Okay. 
Um, so I was saying, like, look at Mortal Kombat, what they're doing now. Um, Mark, if you if you guys now have PlayStation Now, I think some of the Mortal Kombat games are available. They're basically really violent movies that you occasionally fight in. <laughs> uh, and they're, they're quite fun. And I'm quite looking forward to the Mortal Kombat film. Um, and, you know, that, it's like... It's just, on an island show. Uh, fighter. Like, the, the always a little bit more like, what the fuck going um, You're going, you're so, going um, all in and out, Ian. Okay. How about this? Speak again. Testing. One, two, three. Yeah, I'm there, yeah. Okay. Yeah, the the fact that with Street Fighter they even try to make a plot from that narrative is incredible. Um and I mean it's it's not a good movie. Um I mean Sean Claude Van Damme as that character is almost offensive. Um, Kylie Minogue as Cammy, interesting. I mean, I I like the fact that Chun Li is one of the central characters. That's that's quite cool, and I think uh, Ming Na Wen does does a decent enough job. But I yeah, I don't know why anyone would want to like go get behind Guile. He's just a bit of a prick. Um, to be fair, Bisonopolis looks quite fun, mm. <laughs> and it, it, it will have a big food court. It will yeah, have a food court. That, is, that is the main. I, it, it's such an odd script that you know <laughs> yeah. Bisonopolis, and then the only bit you'd see of it is Bison saying to his scientists, "The food court needs to be bigger." <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? I do love the fact though that when the the sumo dudes fighting the other big dude. There's like Godzilla noises and they're smacking yeah. little buildings. That's amazing. Because they're just watching them on the TV, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do think because I mean, if you look at um, Stevie DeSosa, who, who wrote and directed it, um, it, it, his his script, you know, that he the films that he wrote, it's it's mental. Um, 48 Hours, Commander, Jumping Jack Flash, The Running Man, uh, Die Hard, <laughs> Die Hard 2. And then it goes from Die Hard 2, Hudson Hawk, The Flintstones, Street Fighter, and Judge Dredd. It's like literally went, bang, 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 made all these movies, and then went, oh, I'm really rich. Where's that cocaine everyone was talking about while I was writing all these <laughs> movies in the 80s? Yeah. And John claude Van Damme went, come out of mine, I've got shitloads. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, it feels, I mean, this would have been his directorial debut, wouldn't it? And it, it kind of feels like, yes, whatever, I just want to direct, just after, like, pounding a load of cocaine with Jean-Claude Van Damme, just going, yeah, right, okay, I want to direct, I want to direct, what can I direct? What? What's that, Street Fighter, what's that? Okay, can Jean-Claude Van Damme be in it? 
<laughs> yeah. 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 Um. Yes. Blonde American soldier. Yeah. Fine. That that's absolutely fine. Schwarzenegger plays American soldiers all the time. It's absolutely fine. What else do we need to do? They 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 do what? They. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah, I mean, like, could you imagine if they actually tried to do Dow Sim like he is in the game? It would have been fucking incredible. Um. I'm no. I mean. It's, yeah. I I I don't know. I mean, it's like. I kind of wanted to watch Mortal Kombat as well, but I just faced two of two of these particular films in a week. But at least with Mortal Kombat, it is this is the plot we're going to play out this plot, and it kind of makes sense. I, yeah, I mean, what do you guys think of it? What do you think, Max? Um, it, 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 like you say, it's a really odd one. Street Fighter the game has no plot, does it? It is literally pick two characters, fight move on yeah and the fact that they've tried to build one around it is ambitious to say the least mm. possibly a failed ambition but they've they've tried to think what could throw these characters together and do you know part of me admires that <laughs> part of me admires that they've tried um it's oh it, what i do like about it it's it's not a good film but what i do like about it is it it is fully aware of how fucking ridiculous I it is. I think a lot of it is aware. I think there's certain parts of it that aren't aware. Raul Julia is fully aware of how ridiculous Raul it is. Raul Julia is fully aware. Yeah. Raul Julia... I is... don't know whether Jean-Claude Van Damme's aware. Van Damme is not yeah, aware. Yeah, possibly not. Um, Raul Julia is also aware of the fact that he's thinking, so hang on a minute, I'm playing a great fighter and a great warrior, um, but... I can't actually fight. <laughs> <laughs> At all. Whereas, it's a fucking good game, mind. It does have a good game, whereas Van Damme has all the abilities. And that's the amazing thing is, the, the actual, the big end fight between them two is Raul Julia waving his arms around or walking backwards and Van Damme doing the most basic, easy things he can do. <laughs> Yeah, do you reckon Van Damme thought this will really show off my fighting skills? No. And then he had to fight Raul Julia. I, I think, we, we, the weird thing is, in terms of for taking it for where it happened within Van Damme's career, this was when he was at the highest point he was at. Mm. Mm. You know, and literally, it was, if he hadn't made this, it, not, if, not even if he'd made something else, if he hadn't have made this... <laughs> And he's because I think he did um, in between this was Hard Target, I believe. I might be talking absolute bobbins here. Hard Target, Time Cop, Street Fighter, and then Sudden Death, right? If Street Fighter hadn't existed and it had just been those movies, I don't think his career would have gone the fucking nosedive that it took um, into a giant vat of 2000 early 2000s cocaine that he did mm. if he hadn't made Street Fight it didn't even bomb but the fact that it was that people thought it was so ridiculous kind of made him a, a, even more of a figure of fun but if he just leaned into it more like the film leans into it the film knows it's silly a lot of the actors know that it's silly the guys he, he's, he's not a character who takes himself with a pinch of salt yeah yeah very yeah. What is it? Mm. He he very much sees everything he does, which is I think the guy should be commended for it as well. Actually, 
it, he sees everything he does as very serious and as part of his art. To him, this performance, he will have taken as seriously and will look back upon as as much a part of his craft as any performance he's ever given. He's very intense and very serious well, about what he, he does. Maybe he should not be in films like Street Fighter. Yeah, that's the thing. That's the key thing. He shouldn't. No. It's batshit, this movie. But I can't say I don't like it. I can't I, say I don't like it, no. I had a really good time with it. It's fun. It's, it's too long. It's way too it's long, fun. but it's only 102 minutes. But it feels like days. But that... that <laughs> but that... I mean, you can't fucking talk. Ah. Um, but that end <laughs> shot. Oh, that. Oh. You you made us rewind it. I did make you rewind it, yeah. What? Well, where they they kind of jump up in the air? Where they all like pose and Kai does that thing where like she's just facing the camera like a normal, and then she has to turn around and like look over her shoulder. And it's like, what the fuck was that about? And you're like, it's the pose from like the game. And I was like, no, that that never just happened. Yep. We around it, didn't we? It did happen. Yeah. It's it's. Meant- they don't even have like remix versions of they, they 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 don't even have remix versions of the music from the games. You know, like there are some fucking tunes in the Street Fighter Two soundtrack. Um. <laughs> no, I'm serious. The Guile theme fucking slaps. Um, and the the main theme as well. Oh, I'm gonna have to bring them up now. Do it. Because we'll obviously we'll we'll talk about music and games being used in films uh, later on, um, which I'm I'm quite frankly I'm hard for. Um, but uh, let's guile theme guile theme goes with everything. Wow, uh, here we go. Uh, okay, that's not what I wanted. Right, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> thing is, it, I, I do think there is a good version, a good a good movie of Street Fighter out there. Out there right now. That no, that, 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 that could have been made. Oh, yeah. But what they should have done is rather than write a story, they should have just made a Battle Royale movie in a similar way to, for instance, something like Bloodsport is there. You know, Van Damme had essentially made a version of this two or three times before this. I mean, I'm going to go ahead and, and cite DOA Dead or Alive at you, because that's the route they went down, and that is equally trashy. Fucking dare you. Just because it's got Holly Valance in it, <laughs> for the entirety. Probably, man. Uh, and also, it has Eric Roberts. It does have Eric Roberts. Good at DOA. We I just say it was trash. It's trash, but it's it's good trash. It's like fun trash. We learned it twice on DVD. Yeah, we do. We do. Um, so go there, Street Fire. Where are we on it? I mean, it's got to be Geo, right? It's got to be What a shoe! Whose theme's that? Oh. Yeah, I, I, um, uh, Ian, where are you on it? Becky's Geostorm. Yeah, it's got to be. 
I mean, the the Street Fighter 2 soundtrack, definitely not shit. Um, fuck it, I want to play some fucking Street Fighter now. Christ alive. Uh, the film, uh, Geostorm. Yeah, I'm going to go Geostorm as well. I, I think it's a perfect Geostorm. Yeah. It remains entertaining throughout. I like the fact that essentially the main character is Bison, closely followed by Chun-Li, then Guile. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's very body heavy. He's quite body heavy. Also, the what's that? The guy who plays Sagat's quite good. Where's I mean, Studi? good. Uh, yeah, that was where Studi, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I like I like the fact that Zangief has a moment of reflection in it. <laughs> where he's like, we're the bad guys. <laughs> yeah. There was a moment of, of you got paid? <laughs> yeah, the you he's got paid for it fucking amazing. Sorry. He's a good goon. Yeah, it is. So yeah, um, yeah, fully Geostorm. Our audience poll for it, definitely not shit, 33%. <laughs> I'm really surprised about that. Touching cloth, 17%. Shit, 33%. And Geostorm, 17%. I think that is the best Street Fighter could have hoped for. I that. think so, that's pretty yeah. impressive. I think that... If if Street Fighter were around now, that would be on the poster. <laughs> yeah. Just and and before I forget, the stuff the stuff that they do with Blanca here, I think, is quite poor. Why can't he just be a fucking random Brazilian monster who's electrified? Yeah. And why is there a moment where he beats the shit out of a car? Oh my yeah, yeah. In the game, there was a bonus level that you played as Blanca where you had to base essentially fucking beat the shit out of a car, like uh-huh. Vince Vaughn and Brawling Cellbot 99. Nice. Yeah. See, I want to play Street Fighter. <laughs> but just Street Fighter 2. Yeah. Um, I'm, te- I'm telling you, Mark, if, if you guys have got PlayStation now and one of the Mortal Kombat games is on there, get on it. You will have a great time. I'll have a look. Um... Right, uh, what should we move it in now? We're going to move it to Silent Hill now, but you're going to introduce Rebecca because I need to go for a week. Oh, no, 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 no. I don't want to introduce it. <laughs> you get out. tough. You like the 1980s, don't you? Of course you do. We all do. But have you ever wondered why that decade was the way it was? Have you ever wished there was somewhere you could go to get past the usual day-glow sentimentality? To try and understand 1980s pop culture in a more social, political and historical context? Because if so, it sounds to me like you're ready to go beyond the aesthetics, beyond the nostalgia. Welcome to Beyond the Neon. Beyond the Neon is the podcast that dares to pull over the Tescarosa, eject the Wham cassette and take off the Wayfarers. If you're looking for retro reviews of Back to the Future, The Goonies or John Hughes movies, you will not find find that here. If you're looking for top 10 lists of A-Team episodes, Nintendo games or Stranger Things references, you will will not not find find that that here. If you're looking for long, boring introductions, Squarespace ads or Patreon begging, you will will not not find find that here. here. Because Beyond the Neon, we do things a little differently. 
In each documentary-style episode, I look at one area of 1980s popular culture and break it right down. And each episode features academic insight, guest contributions and interviews, as well as clips plumbed from the depths of the 1980s cultural void. Well, YouTube, mainly YouTube. To help illustrate the wonderful, perplexing, terrifying, joyous and utterly thrilling world of 1980s pop culture. Beyond the Neon might not be as regular as other 1980s podcasts, but that's because Beyond the Neon isn't like other 1980s podcasts. Subscribe to the show today and check out all past episodes by visiting beyondtheneon.co.uk. Are you a craft beer junkie? Do you eagerly anticipate the freshest IPA release from your local craft brewer? Do you check in every beer you've ever had on Untapped? Do you know the difference between a Belgian triple and a Berliner Weisse? Then do we have a podcast for you. What's on Tap podcast gives you beer reviews, interviews with brewers, behind the scenes, access to beer festivals, games, and more. Whether you're a craft beer junkie or new to the world of craft brewing, What's on Tap podcast is something for you. Check us out online, iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, and now we are podsyndicate.com. And as always, keep drinking, you dum-dums. No idea what's going on. Hey! Hey, you up there! I'm a police officer! What's going on? So, Silent Hill is a 2006 movie directed by Christoph Gans. Sure. Um, and starring World's Worst Mother, Rada Mitchell, <laughs> Perpetually Dying, Sean Bean, Laurie Holden, Deborah Cara Unger, Kim Coates, who I always see in stuff and go, is that, is that Tick Traeger out of Sons of Anarchy? And it, and it, and it is. It's very different. Nice, nice. um, and Jodel Ferland um, with other people um rose played by rada mitchell and god what's the dad called i always just think of him as harry mason because that's what is it that's the dad in the game yeah and sean what the fuck is his name something to silver isn't he but yeah chris christopher de silver yeah chris yeah 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 rose and christopher have adopted um their daughter Sharon as uh, a baby. Sharon, yeah. Um, called Sharon, yeah, why Sharon? It's a weird one, is that? Mm-hmm. Um as as a baby and as she gets older she starts sleep sleepwalking and um talking in her sleep about Silent Hill. So Rose decides, Oh, it'd be a really good idea to take her there and see what's freaking her out so much in her dreams. Um and they oh, why is that okay? 
Why is that? I've already said she's the world's worst mother. She's the world's worst mother. She is. Um, they have a car accident on the way into town and wake up and shit's gone a bit sideways. There's ash floating down from the air. Everything's a bit wrong. There's no one else there. There's no way out of the town. Sharon is missing and Rose tries to find her and creepiness happens. I think that pretty much covers it. Yep. For an initial plot summary. Yep. Ian, what did you think of Silent Hill? My favourite thing about Silent Hill. I'm just going to let it play for a sec. This track is in the credits and it slaps. It's the song for the first game, isn't it? It's from Silent Hill 2. It's Laura's theme. I fuck like. Because I read a thing that said that, that, that all of the music in it, apart from the Johnny Cash one, is all from the games. Yeah, which is is interesting. I've been watching a lot of YouTube videos about si- the Silent Hill games over the last few days. I've got an itch to play them, despite the fact that I will last ten minutes. Be warned, the controls are shonky as fuck. So, did you? Did you take my recommendation on the Silent Hill HD collection? Is that what you were playing? Yes. Yeah. Um. I didn't. The the last many many games that I've played because of replays and stuff like that have been the Resident Evil games, and the controls are fairly universal in that to other sort of more modern games. So like, you can just press forward on like the left toggly stick thing and then alter your direction with the right hand side one um Mm. you can't do that in silent hill you have to so up is always forward regardless of what way you're facing which is fine but then if you want to turn right you have to like you have to sort of press right with the left toggle and which which sounds logical but if you're facing towards the camera it in and you can't sort of you, the, the right stick does nothing and it, i just i couldn't couldn't do anything with it i was trying to run away from like monsters and she just kept running into walls like and i have <laughs> eventually managed to kill them by like slicing away with my fucking knife but there's i don't know if you remember those have you you've played silent hill 3 haven't you i I mean, I've played a little bit of Silent Hill 1, and come on, you know me with horror games. It's not like I need to build myself up to it by watching a lot of YouTube videos. (laughs) Um, The the controls are just... I'd be able to get used to it, but it's... I I don't want to sit and die loads of times because she's running face first into a wall. (laughs) That's no fun to me. It sounds brilliant. (laughs) Just uh, let's let's just wait for the PlayStation 5 games reveal on Thursday and see what the, what they they've got for Silent Hill there. It's um <laughs> and and the 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 fact that Akira Yamaoka is is doing the music for that like the soundtrack for this for this film the score is fucking brilliant. It's so evocative. Mm. Um and uh it yeah it, it's. It's a film I wish I liked way more than I do. Um, you know, like it looks f- 
fucking incredible. The creature design, which is obviously pretty much like all from the game or games, is like amazing. Um, but so much of it is rather Mitchell's just walking about. Um, the plot, once it gets into it, makes very little fucking sense. Um, which when you've got a runtime this long, it, it just, it does really does not help. And I'm sorry, but the Sean Bean, Kim Cope's bits are entirely there because the, the, the studio went, you can't go more than 20 minutes without having some men on screen. Like it's, you know, you take Sean Bean out. I mean, like the, uh, the ending I think is great. I mean, again, the ending drags out so long. It's like, we get the point. We get the point. They're stuck in a different reality. That's absolutely fine. I, but I like that end. I, I, I like the, the concepts of that ending. But aside from that, just take Sean Bean out. Take Kim Coates out. You know, um, it. I really, really, really wish I liked this fucking film more. Uh, because if if this film was good i think it would be a bit of a fucking classic because of because of the visuals and the music yeah uh that that's it for me for now yeah it's it's a weird one because there's there's part of me that wishes they'd stuck more closely to the plot of the first game which they clearly stuck to a bit but then adapted because it's harry that takes the daughter to silent hill in the first game and they've obviously they've replaced that with the mother, so they could throw in the heavy-handed mother is God in the eyes of a child shit. They should have mentioned that at one point. They should have mentioned yeah. that at one point, yeah. <laughs> um, I I actually would have preferred it if if it had been Sean Bean's character that was the the main protagonist instead of Rose, because Rada Mitchell is the worst mother ever committed to screen. I like the fact that she's an unmitigated. Dick she is a dick. Movie. She is a dick. And I like that. Yeah, I like the fact that her outfit, as shit gets gradually more real, goes from being like like blue vest and like a cream skirt to just drenched in blood. Like there are twenty two different outfits. Yeah, in various different shades. Yeah. Also, apparently, Rada Mitchell didn't wash her hair the entire shoot, so she'd look raggedy. She, she does look raggedy. So, um. But yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right about the imagery. You, when you're playing the games and stuff like that, there's there's bits where you're walking and you can't alter your view to look directly at the gross shit that they've got going on, like at the sides, like the people they've got trapped in boxes in the walls or in the elevators and stuff like that. Um, and you kind of get a bit of a better look at it in this, because obviously it's film, they're not going to put all that effort into an effect and then not show it. Um, I think Pyramid Head's really good. Um, I think I prefer how he's portrayed in the second Silent Hill movie because he is kind of, he's like her protector. So although he's a baddie in the eyes of you playing the game because he's trying to protect the other baddie, really, he's just doing what he's meant to be doing. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I think Pyramid Head's good. I like, I very much like the bit where he rips that lady's skin off. Love that bit. It's one of my favourite bits of the whole fucking movie. And it splats against the fucking yeah, step, it's a, steps. 
<laughs> I, I, I wasn't expecting that. You've seen it. I, I, I have, but I, I, I forgot that he literally rips someone's clothes off and then goes, nah, like what I was looking for. And then rips her skin off as well. Me and Isabel watched it not so long back. And it was a fucking cut version. And it cut away before he rips his skin off. And I was like, oh! and Isabel was like, the skin bit. And I was like, I know. Why, was it on? Oh, I was, it was maybe on Sky or something. Yeah, yeah. it must have been on Tally. Uh, yeah, we've got. Isabel was disgusted. She wanted to see that lady's skin get ripped off. Very nice. <laughs> um, it's the splat. It's the splat that gets me. It's a good me. splat. It yeah. is a really it's good splat. splat. It's a good splat. Um, but I just there's, there's so much. I don't know whether if you if you're not familiar with the games, it wouldn't make any sense. Yeah, so I mean, like, the minute you see Pyramid what? Head, you'd be like, "What the fuck? What like what?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I think it's it's the same kind of thing as if you read a book and you watch a movie adaptation, and everyone's like, "Well, it makes no sense," and you're like, "Well, yeah, because it's this, this, and this," and it's and then you realise that you've got all that from the book. Um, I I mean I I love it because some of the like the the classic Silent Hill imagery that's in there is just really satisfying. Pyramid Head, the nurses. The eyeless nurse, all that kind of shit is just is is fun. There's no Robbie the Rabbit though, even the second film. And I, 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 I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna rewatch the second one this week. Um, really good. The, I, I remember, I actually remember not hating it in the cinema, so I'm, I'm kind of intrigued for a rewatch. And I, I like the fact that the the kind of like the ash falling down and kind of like the perpetual grey. Mm. how that looks that looks great but it was like like necessity is the mother of invention kind of thing with the first one because they did that so that they could get away with having fuck all draw distance um i like that's that's genius um but it works really really well both in the game and then on um on in the film as well like it's fucking eerie and Mm. there's there's the setup stuff is eerie um but then like laurie holden is not great um but just how weird it's like when she's got like the helmet on and whatnot it's like she's playing it like a video game character yeah Yeah. um it's a very very odd performance but then by the end when she's just fucking screaming and then like it's set on fire it is just like yeah, all right. You you've had a good little arc, haven't you? But it's basically gone from video game character to woman who doesn't want to see little girl killed. <laughs> yeah, and it just I get the feeling that she could have got in that lift. <laughs> yeah, I feel like she could have got in the lift. But yeah, I I do like how close in atmosphere it is to to the games. Uh-huh. Like when when you're running around in the games and you can't fucking see like more than a few meters in front of you because of because of the ash and you can hear things chomping in the distance it's it's like that and it and it evokes that same feeling yeah, yeah. no i mean mark what, what what did you think of it it's really fucking long it's not that long it's really fucking long it's pretty fucking long Dex. the, the silent two is half an hour shorter than this yeah yeah yeah, it, it's mental. It's it's way too long. I think, like Ian said, I think if, if you cut out the Sean Bean and Kim Coates little bit that goes, what is that? I think you get a. I, I think you could make a more polished movie. I don't think it needs that. I don't think it adds anything to it. 
suppose it's it's they're there. It's supposed to highlight the fact that that there's these layers of reality. But I don't think it. I I, I don't think it, it it conveys that well enough. I think I think there's a general understanding about it in general. I, I think you could have done that. You could have done it. You could still have those little bits in it, but you didn't have to walk up and down that corridor three times. And also, we shouldn't have had to listen to his weird accent at all in it. I mean, but how would they have got across the history of the town? Again, you don't need it. I mean, you do, kind of. I just think it could have been, you could have shaved 20 minutes out of this movie. Mm. And what is it? Um, There's some great imagery in it. It looks great at points. Uh, Yes, the skin ripping off it is very good. you but, didn't mention the splat. Very good, splat. But I also think that it drags the ending out way too long. Mm. Way too long. Or the bit in back in the church. Yeah. It's too much of it. It's like, we get it. She's got it set on fire. We don't need it in real time. Mm. It's it did... <gasps> the bit where the bit where um Bad Letter like sends the is it barbed wire or something? Yeah. In, into the the bad lady and then rips her apart. That's good as well. Yeah, she literally. Yeah, apparently, the, 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 there's a uh, a cut of that where that's more graphic. A ri- more graphic. More graphic. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Let's um, cut out because it was like an NC17 in the states. Oh, is this the Canada only version? Yes, it is. Yes. Mm. Um, so yeah, it, it, again, that is great, but it goes on too long. Um. I, <sighs> I don't have any attachment to the games uh, at all, other than the fact that you play them. Um, <laughs> other than the fact that these these games are the cause of you going to bed early a lot. But yes. I have watched an awful lot of Polly Shaw movies because of these <laughs> games. It's <laughs> true. Literally, last week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Get off the PlayStation one night, Beck, so we can play Predator with me. <laughs> I haven't been on it since that night. Yeah, uh, I've done it whenever. So yeah, but I, I, like Ian says, I, I kind of wish that this had been a better movie because I think that it's got a lot of atmosphere hmm. and it's got a lot of, there's a lot of visual um, there, but it just suffers from the fact that it, it it's not that good. But no, but I think the, I think the people that made the sequel know that, and that's why the sequel is better. The sequel has a lot of the same imagery, but it's a better film. But it does have the same atmosphere. And the imagery lacks punch without the atmosphere, I think. I think it does. Once they get into Silent Hill, but then the thing is, like, to to evoke, because obviously Revelation is based on Silent Hill 3. Yeah. A lot of that spent running around a psychiatric hospital. A lot, a lot of that game. Well, that's my other thing there. Modern games mm. can play out like movies. The reason why games never quite cross over into making decent movies, majoritively, mm. is because the enjoyment of the game is the fact that there's a lot of interaction with it. Mm. And they can last anything from five hours to 25 hours. Yeah. And there's that. Whereas movies have to be shorter than any game, most games would ever be. Mm. 
because you, you're cutting out all of that that fluff. Right, so I've got this map now. Now I need to go back to that room because that stone that I've got now, it needs to go in there. And, you know, yeah. You're cutting all that bullshit you out. All, all, all that out. Some people are saying, well, it's not going to say, well, it's, do you know why? Because a lot of times game scripts aren't that big or at this time they weren't that big. No. What we're imagining is people think that games uh, and that computer games are, are still a very new form of entertainment. The Silent Hill game is over 20 years old. Mm. You know, it's it's an old property. Yeah. And, you know, when you look at, we're, we're actually, what, nearly four generations of console ahead of it now. Crazy. Mm. You know, it's it's mental. You could fit the entirety of the first Silent Hill game onto the memory of the phone you have in your pocket. I haven't got a phone in my pocket. It's on the table. <laughs> Don't put it in my pocket. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I, that's why I think that there's always been a struggle with getting games to, what is it? If you try to mm. make, if you try and make a game, ver, a movie version of a specific game, so you try and make Silent Hill, for instance, and you base it on Silent Hill, the game, the story, and everything like that, you're gonna come a cropper because it doesn't translate to being a movie. You've got to flesh it out and build around it more. And yeah, of course you have to flesh it out, but any any narrative game really you can turn into a movie. Yeah, you could do, but I just think that, that sometimes they they the atmosphere of this works, but mm. I think you lose atmosphere the more you drag it out. Yeah. And that's what this film sadly suffers from. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, 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 that's fair, and it's just the fact that when they do start talking about the narrative, it is it is quite convoluted. Um, you know, ex- exactly what is going on. Okay, there was a disaster there. There were people who thought a girl was a witch, and then she was a witch or her mum was a witch and then the the good part of her was born into Sharon and now his pyramid head and Kim Coates is being a bit shifty for some reason I I, I'll be honest I kind of I I switched off a little bit because it was just like kind of up for the mood of this and not so much for the talking um and yeah, I it, it I, I but I get I, I get what you mean, Mark. I mean it's it's interesting that like The Last of Us is going to be an HBO series because mm. that that feels like something where like could you tell a compelling story like The Last of Us story in like an hour and forty five minutes? Probably not. Mm. Could you tell it over like an eight eight uh, eight part HBO series? Yeah, yeah, you probably could. Um, I mean, I, 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 t- to be honest, I'm, I, I finished replaying The Last of Us last week, and I'm fir- firmly in the camp of it doesn't need a TV show. Um, but then again, I'd also say it doesn't need a part two. But I'm really looking forward to playing that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I kind of, I almost wonder if like Silent Hill would work well as a creepy mini series, you know, like where if you are gonna like do plot you've got time to kind of balance the plot with the atmosphere better. Um, but like I say, I'm not, I, 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 I'm quite keen to rewatch Silent Hill Revelation because I remember thinking it was all right. Um, I make Matt watch that as well this week, so we can do that for next week if you like. Yeah. Um, so what has everyone's <laughs> got on it? 
definitely not shit. Yeah. Touching cloth. I'm touching cloth on it as well. Just because I don't think it's I don't I don't think it is shit. I think it, there is a really great movie there. It will be interesting if they do make the third movie. I want to see this Canadian cut now. Okay, cool. Uh, we'll find it somehow. Uh, our audience poll definitely not shit. Sixty percent. Yeah, they know where it's at. Touching cloth ten percent. Shit twenty percent and geostorm ten percent. That's a fucking mixed bag, that is. Fair play. Yep. Uh, largely positive, though. Uh, Ian, what have you been watching this week? I've got a few things on the docket. Um, watch The Wizard of Oz. Uh, with the uh, first time Lottie. Yeah, no, first time Lottie had seen it, so we all watched it as a family. Um, that film is great, it surprisingly. Is great. <laughs> you know, it's just, it's, the, 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 the music's fun, the characters are great. Um, you know, it, it's 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 a classic for a reason. What do you say about the Wizard of Oz? It's just it's a it's a really really good time. Um, I think it's one of those where um, everyone should go back and rewatch it like every ten fifteen years because I think when you go back and rewatch it, you know, you watched it as a kid and it's like that. I think as you get older, you start to get a bit of cynicism towards it and just think it's this silly movie. Then when you go back and rewatch it, you go. Holy shit, this is great. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the thing. At one point, I just looked at Donna and I was just like, it just works. Mm. You know, it, 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 yeah, it, it works. And I mean, like, we, we had to watch it in a couple of things um, because Lottie's attention span. But, like, we watched the first 35 minutes in one sitting and then, like, the last hour and 10 minutes in the next one. So it, it, it definitely got her um, by by the end. Um, so, yeah, it's it's on Netflix. Um would like to check out the 4K at some point. Um, so I rewatched uh, Gay Birds of Prey another go. Oh uh, yeah, I watched it with. It was uh, 2.99 to rent on iTunes uh, last weekend. So uh, Donna and I sat down with it. Um, yeah, again, it's a, it's a good time. I like the fact it's its own kind of self-contained thing. I think the Birds of Prey of the title kind of get a little bit short shrift, but. They have to introduce quite a lot of characters in quite a, a you know, a decently short runtime. I mean, I think it's about an hour 45, hour 50, so it doesn't outstay its welcome. Um, yeah, it's it, it, it it's a it's a really good flick. You know, it's not the best comic book ever made, but it's a, it's an awful lot of fun. Um, and I wish it did better. Um do, 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 do. And last one for me is uh, first time watch of Jackie Chan's Police Story. Um, oh yes, which uh, is on the Criterion Channel. Uh, a lot, they're doing like a season of Jackie Chan films. There's quite a lot of them on there, uh, which is amazing. Um, fuck, what a fucking banger! Uh, it it rules. Uh, it's so good. Um, everything just looks like it hurt um but they did it anyway yeah i like that the one moment i think i put it on twitter where the bus sharp breaks and guys fucking fall out the window thrown out the top window and one of them just looks like he lands on his head he does like um, his face, doesn't he yeah it's, <laughs> it's just 
you know that that's some, like stand up and applause shit that is um that, that, that was a fuck up as well i'm not surprised it was a fuck up <laughs> uh it was supposed to hit the car <laughs> yeah driving the bus broke too soon and the brakes were too good on the bus and so it it threw about the car was it was supposed to hit the car and they were supposed to land on the car. It's just it just looks like it hurts so fucking much. Um, I'm sorry, I know I'm like just it's it's incredible. Um, you know, and just like Jackie Chan being the like the like I'm gonna give you people what you want to see. So like they redo that one bit towards the end where he um he goes down that pole and like smashes all the lights as he's going down and then, and, and then lands. It like shows that from like five different angles. Um, I mean, it was an interesting film to watch last week, given the end of it, where it's basically, yeah, we're all going to pretend you're not going to see, <laughs> we're not going to see you kicking the shit out of that guy. Um, I, I mean, it's a choice, but I mean, he was a, you know, he was a very, very bad man. Um, but just the way that Jackie Chan is like, the system doesn't work. It's set up to fuck over the good people while the bad ones walk free. And then everyone's like, nah, mate, kick the shit out of him. We won't, you know, we'll say he tripped. <laughs> um, I mean, it, yeah. Uh, there's also there's also a sequence that hasn't aged very well. Good bit of practical, uh, physical comedy where he's like answering a load of phones. Um but the fact that you've got this jokey comedy sequence where one of the people on the phone is talking about how she was just raped. Uh, yeah, you know, films have aged, times have changed. It's kind of weird that that was ever considered funny, but OK. Um, but the 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 fucking stunt work in it is just some of the best shit I've ever seen. You know, I mean, it, it, like the, the the way that they have the outtakes at the, the at the end, like with a lot with a lot of Jackie Chan directed stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, um, Police Story Two's on there as well, um, which I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna get to at some point, I think, as well. I just had a blast with it. It's it's fantastic. Cool, cool. Uh, um, yeah, that's it for me. Becky, what have you been watching? Um, I only watched one on my own. I watched for the first time in many many years rocky horror picture show oh i fucking love that movie it it's even more fun than i actually remembered it being i remembered the i remembered it being a bit cheesy and a bit tacky and all that kind of stuff but it's that but it's also really clever and really funny and yeah it's i I remember the first time i ever watched rocky horror picture show i remember that and i think it's I think that's quite telling. It's, it's, it's it a stick in your memory film. Yeah. yeah, it's so different to the vast majority of any other films. There's there's other ones that you could say are similar in tone or or whatever, or as as kind of. I think it's it's a bit of a coming of age kind of thing watching Rocky Horror. It's for me it was anyway. It was like it felt like I was too young to be watching it. I think that's I right. it. It, it was definitely a thing. Yeah. Yeah, um, but it's great. Tim Curry is, is fantastic in it, um, and yeah, follow along, you weirdo. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
yeah, it's it's just I I, I absolutely I, I expected to watch it and be a bit like oh, this is a bit shit actually. I can kind of see what misery marks getting at. I don't dislike Rocky Horror. I've just seen it as many times as I need to see it. <laughs> I don't need to see it again. Um yeah, so that's that's the only one I've watched on my own. I've watched part of Labyrinth and part of um Crybaby, but I haven't finished them. You've watched the whole movie if you're watching two parts. I watched, I watched halves of them at different times. I didn't want to watch the end of Labyrinth instead of the start of Crybaby. Oh, that's your fault, isn't it? So while Becky was playing uh, Silent Hill <laughs> um, last week, um, I uh, watched Jury Duty, the um, vastly underrated Polly Shaw movie, um, where Polly Shaw. Uh, plays uh, Tommy uh, Collins. He's a character who is a bit of a... He's a wannabe stripper. He wants to be be a stripper, but he's not very good at it. Um, And so I think he's called Cream Boy or something like that. Uh, Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's called Cream Boy. and so he's not making a lot of money, so he's living with his mother in her trailer, but his mother decides to go on holiday with her boyfriend to Las Vegas, and they take the trailer with them. At this point, Tommy has nowhere to live, but has been called up for jury duty, so realises that if you can be sequestered, um, you can stay in a hotel, and so he ensures that he gets on a case where he has to be sequestered to stay in a hotel. Right. I have just way over-explained a Pauly Shaw movie. Yeah. Um, I really like Pauly Shaw movies, as is well documented, uh, and so I really enjoyed this, but the rest of the world doesn't, so fuck the rest of the world. It's just another reason why it's a terrible place. Um, I also rewatched for the first time in a fucking long time uh, another comedy from 1995. I rewatched Friday. Uh, which nice. I, I watched Friday a lot when I was young. Um, because it came around, you know, Friday, ninety-five, but came radar about 96 on, on home video, um, and it became a bit of a rental um, classic. I had it on a, essentially, a copied rental copy. Um, and used to watch it an awful lot. It remains still ridiculously entertaining to this day. It, as... You you you've not seen this before, have you? No. And you will not watch it. And to make a movie that is this entertaining, essentially about two guys sat on their porch just watching the day go by, is brilliant. It is funny, relevant. The dad has some great moments in it that are both comedic, but also as well that are have a little bit of weight to them but genuinely the the dad's performance in this um is it's it's one of it's one of like the mid-90s great comedic performances it's fantastic yeah so friday absolutely holds up um weirdly i have never seen any of the sequels are they called like after their... no what's it called the next one's called Next Friday. And do you know what the one after that's called? What? Uh, Friday After Next. 
So I might actually catch up with those. Uh, they were released quite a bit afterwards, to be honest. So, but I'm still tempted to catch up with them. I don't think Ice, or not Ice Cube, is in all of them. Uh, <laughs> but Chris Tucker doesn't return, I don't think. Uh, also, as well, they're actually quite cinematic. They're quite well shot. There's some great looking shots within it. Yeah. Uh, it, it's a fun movie. What have we watched together, Bex? We'll we... speed around this a little bit. Um, we have watched The Faculty. Yep. We watched that with Isabel, didn't we? Yep. Disgusted with ourselves that we'd not thrown her it before now. Yep. Um, she really enjoyed it. Yep. She didn't like Phoebe Newer. No, fucking twat. She... She's not like that kid. Yeah. Yeah, there was some... There was some, there's some gross bits in that in there, and she was suitably grossed, but not, like, freaked out. Yeah. Yeah. It did both make us go... Make us all go... Ah, oh, I wish Josh Hartley was still a thing. Yeah, not with that hair though. That hair made it. <laughs> yeah, he, he does he just not do what, it. Does a lot anymore. of theatre work. Yeah. Um, it's a shame, really. Yeah, happy just living his life, be Josh Hartnett, married to Hamden Egerton. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Uh, we rewatched uh, Age of Ultron. We did. Uh, gets better every time I watch it. Yeah, Ultron. I would agree with you there. Um, it's uh, it's problematic, though. Go on. Is it, is it something to do with fucking earpieces again? No, it's not to do with earpieces. Actually, I can make sense of the earpieces in this. Yeah. Um, it's problematic in the sense that it's the most, so far in our rewatch of the Marvel movies, it's the most leery. It is a bit leery, yeah. And it kind of... There's a, the, 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 also well, the story I think is good, but there's certain bits where there'll be a really good bit and a really dramatic bit, and then a, a quip will drop in at the end, and it's like, oh fucking hell! Yeah. It's like, seriously, Josh, stop it now. You're just pissing people off. We're well, just pissing you off, really. It pissed a lot of people off. People didn't like Age of Ultron. Mm. Um, yeah, it, it's a weird one because there's there's stuff in this that just never shows up again. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that never shows up again. They 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 want uh, to. That's the thing. It, yeah, the, just the, in the, it, it's quite an in, interesting one as a standalone piece. Like they they do they do try to set up a few things in there, but like the the Ultron stuff and like the Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch, like there's enough in there that it's interesting that they haven't really called called back on that. But it does play nicely into the tony stark becoming more and more based about the world basically thanks to shit that he's done in the, in the past and yeah I, I, it, it even leads into endgame quite well for like yeah. how much of a prick he is through like the first chunk of that yeah it is i i, I it's it, i say watched a couple of that i didn't I, I i didn't like it on first watch mm. i didn't like it on second watch i've watched it now twice since um I watched it before Endgame, just before Endgame came out, and I've watched it now once since, and I, it's gone up in my estimations both times. I really disliked Vision when we first watched it. Yeah. So that I can, Frank. We watched The Predator. We did rewatch The Predator. I like The Predator, sorry. Apologies to people out there. It's, it's fine. I, I mean, it's, it's, no, it's no Predator. Like, it's not 
a it's, classic on that kind of scale. It's, it's not as good as Predator. It's no. not as good as Predator 2. No. Um, but it's better than any of the AVP movies, and it's better than um, Predator, the uh, Predators, sorry, the Robert Rodriguez movie. Is that the one with um, Brody, Brody in it? Yeah. Being guy. Yeah, Brody once he went, oh, I can wear a vest. <laughs> do they do this in a V? <laughs> he does live in there. He does live a V. Uh, yeah, I, right, I actually quite like the Predator. I like I should apologise constantly for that, but I do quite like it. <laughs> the fact that you end up feeling sorry for the original Predator. Yeah. I also forgot about Mega Predator. I was like, mm, oh, because he's oh, kind of being like hunted down by um by the other ones. Yeah. I, I, I totally forgot. I was like, holy fuck, Mega Predator. <laughs> and the Predator dogs, they were, they're, they're the one that got the, the bullet. <laughs> Brain that didn't quite kill it was was actually all right. It was all right. I, I also like the fact that it it, it 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 melds Predator with the Michael Keaton movie Dream Team, and it smashes those two together. I kind of like that. I don't get the reference there, babe. I'll show you Dream Team at some point. Then. Okay. Uh, we also watched Mercury Rising. Yes, we did. Yeah. Just a fun late '90s thriller. No, I'm going to say, but it's back when Bruce Willis still cared. <laughs> um, I miss caring Bruce Willis. Yeah, I mean, the, th- the thing is, it, it's a fairly generic performance. Fairly generic film, to be fair, sir. I mean, but the performance of him looking after the kid mm. lifts it. He's it, it gives an extra dimension to it. And shit, he or Alec Baldwin, bad guy. He's mm. always great. Alec Baldwin, Alec Baldwin chewing someone out in a movie is a beautiful thing. Whether yeah. or not he's the good guy no, or no. the bad guy, Alec Baldwin chewing people out. It's quite from, menacing as well. From isn't it? Glenn Gary Glenn Ross to um, to uh, Motherless Brooklyn. Mm. Alec Baldwin chewing fuckers out is a glorious thing. Yeah, yeah. Maybe because he always comes across. You look and think, no matter what you're saying, you think you're right. You might be wrong, but you absolutely believe it with every fibre of your being that you are right. <laughs> uh, and we first watched for you. Yeah. Rewatched for me. Uh, Perked up in a wallflower. Yeah. I didn't expect to like this movie. I, I didn't expect to like this movie. I don't like Emma Watson, and I don't like this film hasn't changed that, but I actually did like the film. Um, wasn't what I expected at all. Um the reveal at the end is a real fucking gut punch, isn't it? Mm. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Obviously, knowing the reveal, um, and I knew it, this is the third time I watched this movie, and it, it still got me on the third watch. Yeah. But you realising it and going, oh, fuck. Yeah. Was a bit like, yeah, oh, fuck. Mm. Um, genuinely I think that um, the biggest the, 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 the saddest thing I think about the fact that Perks have been a wallflower has almost been forgotten about it never got mentioned at any end of the decade list mine, uh, <laughs> at all I think the biggest tragedy in that is Emma Watson always took focus because of the Harry Potter things, fair enough mm. Uh, and Ezra Miller took focus since it because he's Ezra Miller and he's a dickhead. 
Um, but I genuinely think Logan Lehman gives one of the best performances of the past 10 years of any actor in this movie. He's really good in it. I think he's fantastic. Like Ezra Miller's really good in it. He's, no, he's very good in it. Ezra Miller can be a very good actor when he wants mm. to be, when he's not being a tit. Um, but I do think Logan Lerman is... I genuinely do think he's a really, really interesting actor. Mm. Yeah, I just I think it kind of got dismissed as being a, a Kawaii film, didn't it? Mm. And it's not really. No, I think there's a bit, a, bit, a, bit, a bit more to it than just a general yeah. Kawaii film. yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's all we watched last week, wasn't it? Well, apart from the documentary. Oh yeah, fuck yeah, I forgot about that. Can you tell about that, Danny? It's going to be a week. Well, drink a lot of water today. Yeah. <laughs> are you are you going to watch through Identity? Well, well. Probably not in the near future, to be honest. Uh, you you go ahead. You're all good. You sure? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's my fault for uh, not not managing to see it. Gone. Um, well, yeah, so basically it's a, a, a documentary with essentially miniature dramatised flashbacks, but they're not, they're not hugely present once you get sort of speaking to the more adult members of, so like it, it dramatises bits of them meeting up when they're younger. Um, anyway. Three. The, this guy starts university. Um, he's uh, he's taking a year out. He's starting as a freshman, and he turns up for the first year of school, and everyone's greeting him, um, saying it's great to see him again, and all this kind of stuff. And he's really really confused. He gets up to his dorm room. Some guy comes in and just stops dead in his tracks. Um, asks him, was he adopted, and when's his birthday? Um, and turns out. The previous year, and he has now dropped out, but the previous year, this guy called Eddie, who looked exactly like him and had the same birthday and also was adopted, was in the school. And that's why all these people are saying hi, like they recognise him. Um, they, they go out together, use payphone and ring this Eddie and um, get together and discover that they are identical twins separated at birth. A newspaper stories run on them. Then a third one living elsewhere sees the newspaper story and it turns out they're identical triplets separated at birth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um they're all very happy about meeting up with each other, really like glad to get to know each other, know each other's families, sort of look at their differences and their similarities and all this kind of stuff going on TV shows. Um and just generally they open a restaurant together called yeah, triplets. They open a restaurant together called Triplets and just generally kind of living their best lives, yeah. being famous separated at birth triplets. Um then this guy who in the background on separately has been doing an, an inve- investigation into essentially like social experiments that separate identical twins at birth. Yeah. Um sort of comes across like a, a, a bit of a cachet of information doesn't they that yeah. that leads him to um leads him to them essentially and they realize that they've been separated at birth intentionally and intentionally placed with very specific types of families with very specific parenting types 
Um, and have been monitored over their entire lives. Yeah, so their wow. the parents basically told, oh yeah, we're just doing this for all adopted children now from from now on or from this age group. Yeah. We'll be we'll be doing visits once every is it once a year they go? Or no, something? it's like once every it's regular once every three months. Once every three months. Um, and they're sort of tracking their de- development, emotional development, all that kind of stuff. Um, basically just to kind of see, well, experimenting on them, yeah. basically, to, to to try and answer the age-old question of nature versus nurture. And um, the, obviously this impacts quite heavily on these guys to know that not only have they missed out on um having two brothers each for 19 years of their life through a well-meaning adoption agency wanting to be better placed to place them with families because who wants three kids it's nothing to do with that they were intentionally separated and they have intentionally had separation and you know separation anxiety forced upon them through their entire lives because some scientists wanted to find out how that would pan out and it it really affects them in different ways doesn't it yeah um and it, it sort of once it then kind of loops back on itself then and it's glossed over any issues they may have had um growing up and just portrayed them as like happy kids and then they were just happy to see each other and it was all just fine and they right. had all these similarities and then when it loops back it's like well Actually, they are quite different. They, yeah, they might smoke the same brand of cigarettes, but blah, 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 blah. Um, And it turns out they've all suffered with sort of various mental health disorders growing up and, um, you know, depression and anxieties and things like that. And one of the brothers. You don't got too much of it, you're going to win the entire story. Well, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's it's basically one of the brothers takes it worse than than the others, and it's it causes tension between them finding out this information. But then, but then it kind of pans out wider to how many other sets of twins or triplets were included in this study. There's at least another one that they talked to, isn't there, that yeah. that was part of it. And there's this. It, it's just it's it's mind blowing, really, isn't it? When you kind of when you watch it, the it's an interesting documentary yeah. um, in the sense of it, 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 it's the way it's done is quite like it's, it's quite a well-directed documentary in the fact that if you were to just tell the story blah 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 blah, blah yeah, yeah. It, it, it'd go oh that's, that's quite interesting the way it's done it, it adds an element of dramaticness to it mm. uh, it, it lingers a little bit on too many bits and retreads itself a few too many times which makes you kind of go hurry up mm. a little bit um and then you do start getting to realize halfway through it going we aren't getting a conclusion with this are we mm. uh and that is a, a bit of an issue with it like do you remember that documentary that those guys made about um john hughes movies oh uh, yeah and then at the end of it they went to john hughes house before he died uh, to see him, to talk about this documentary, and he basically just refused to see them. And it was yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I do remember that. That's the end of our documentary. We genuinely thought he'd want to meet us, and he'd be part of it, and then he did. <laughs> I mean, they probably should have checked that first. 
they, they, I think they just thought he would. <laughs> and mm. he didn't. And they, I think the end of the movie is literally them stood at the gates of his house going, he won't let him. <laughs> it ends. It's actually quite a decent documentary. That's a shame, isn't it? But yeah, um, yeah, I, I, I'd say Ian, watch it, but I don't think you need to rush to watch it. Really what is interesting is we rented it, didn't we? Uh, oh, for 99p, which is like 99p. Gonna, yeah, you know, yeah. Gonna it. And then literally about an hour later, after we rented well, no, it, after we watched it, sorry. Yeah. Uh, we went on to Netflix and it was the fucking first thing that came up. <laughs> the Netflix film. Yeah, I do think that's weird that it's a Netflix film and it was 99p rental. Yeah. I feel, I feel like iTunes are fucking. I've screwed us there yeah. a little bit. Very naughty. It is a little bit naughty. Do you know what else is naughty? Go on. A bit of alone in the dark. Did you have a nightmare? My mommy says that there's nothing to be afraid of in the dark. Your mother's wrong, kid. Being afraid of the dark is what keeps most of us alive. So maybe you're thinking I'm an asshole scaring that kid for no reason. But I'm just trying to protect him. Alone in the dark, is that not? It is. Alone in the dark with Sarah Reed as an archaeologist, it's going to get a bit naughty. Is that your seamless segue? <laughs> it was fucking beautiful, was that? Yeah. Um, so... I love the dark. I picked it. I don't even think I can explain the plot. <laughs> I don't think anyone can. No. Christian Slater plays Edward Carnaby, a supernatural detective. Um, if that's a thing. I mean, it probably is. Um, who specialises in Abakani culture. Why not? Yeah. Um... Abakani were like a super race, weren't they? Yeah, you have to explain why he specialises in that. Do I? I genuinely don't think I can. So he was... It's your domain, not mine. Well, he's he's the kid at the beginning, isn't he? Yeah, he's 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 a kid who was involved in experiments. So Catholics this time, instead of Jews, like three identical strangers, are experimental on children. Um, And... This nun essentially donates these children to a bad man. From an orphanage. Yeah, from an orphanage to um to try and open the gate to let the monsters through. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um so um Christian Slater's character as a young boy essentially runs away on the day when these this kind of thing is gonna be cemented and it turns out that they've implanted some kind of parasite into... And he gets electrocuted, which kills the parasite. Which kills the parasite. But the other children go off to this underground bunker thing, which is underneath the orphanage, it turns out. Um, And this parasite gets activated, but then put dormant. Yeah. And they're essentially sleepers to be called upon when the time is right to open the gate to the darkness. When, when, when... Think I did all right? Yeah, when the... Uebol has managed to find the perfect mix of batshit soundtrack. That's when they can go. 
which ranges from metal to seven seconds by Yoshin Adore and Nana Cherry for no fucking reason. <laughs> Aww. Overwhelmingly negative reviews and being considered one of the worst films ever made. Despite this, a sequel was released. Yes. Or a sequel then. So, of course, I chose this. <laughs> <laughs> Ian, had you seen Alone in the Dark before? You still there? Um, you might have fallen asleep. Yeah, yeah, I am. Yeah. Sorry. Um, the, uh, the the connection's kind of spotty. Um, I'm glad you guys are recording today, to be honest, because I think it's my end. Um, I can't remember if I'd seen Alone in the Dark before. Probably not. Uh, Why would you? Yeah, I mean, that that that's it, really, isn't it? It's It looks like a Canadian TV pilot. Um but with aliens that would take exception at that Ian. well no fair enough what are you talking about one of the most print hmm? i did just did a terrible canadian impression that's offended no. our six canadian listeners sweet um one of the most cringe inducing sex scenes of all time um just it's fucking horrible um <laughs> The sequence so where they're awkward. all just randomly shooting their guns is it's fucking incredible. It's like they're not even in the same room as the things they're hitting. Um, it, it's it's like they they practiced social distancing action scenes like ten years before they needed to. Yeah. Um, the plot makes no fucking sense whatsoever. Um, I kind of wish Stephen Dorff was in the lead role. Um, I quite like Stephen Dorff in this. It's a sh- it's a shame that he, it, his death seems to just be kind of like getting blown up and then never mentioned again. Um, and that ending is fantastic. Same repeated shot of like looking down on a bunch of city buildings uh apparently everybody disappears and then they turn around and it cuts to black it it, amazing mark why the fuck did you pick this i think i have explained that in in precise detail tara reed as an archaeologist i mean that is funny that is literally why i bought it on dvd the first time wasn't it yeah it was yeah didn't you pick this what? No, I, no, I got it. No, no, we did, yeah. yeah. The first time we went to the cabin. Yeah, and I literally we went to, and as long term listeners will we'll know, we go to uh, CEX when we're gonna um, go, go to the cabin and buy films that we think would be on ITV too. Um, and that is how we we work it, don't we? How we judge it. Um, and yet, one of the films was I, I picked up in the dark. I was originally taken by the fact that I'm now looking uh, cover. And it had Christian Slater in it, and it had Tara Reid. Turned it around and then saw the word Tara Reid archaeologist and we're getting this. Yeah. Uh, and I still stand by it. Fair enough. I've just had a look. Uh, this is the cast of the sequel. Rick Hume, Lance Henriksen, Bill Mosley, Danny Treasure, Zach Ward, Michael Pare, and PJ Souls. Fucking hell, wow, we watching the shit out of that. Is it on anything? Um, 
my eyes. It will be on my eyes. On your eyes. Yeah. Um, I still stand by this movie. Of course you do. Yeah. I enjoyed it. The soundtrack's mental. Um, it, it's a, a movie that can pull off Christian Slater wearing a trench coat over a vest I mean, for no reason. That is a sartorial choice. It, it, it is a sartorial choice, yes. Um, I think Ian mentioned it. Uh, that he he felt a little bit annoyed at the fact that that Christian Slater didn't pay the cab guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What thing to take exception to? Um, it's it, 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 I, I often we talk about movies that uh, are low budget movies, but when, when you look at it, you go, holy shit! How did you make that for that amount of money? That's amazing. With this, it's the opposite. <laughs> it's how did you, you make, make that? that for twenty million dollars. That's not that, the budget of that film was twenty million dollars. Yes. You've got to think that like like how much of that was Christian Slater and Tara Reed? <laughs> yeah, um it's I, I, I still like it. It won't be the last time I'll watch it. No, absolutely not, no. Where are you on it, Ian, then? Fuck, I mean... F- yeah, come on. It's definitely shit. I, like, I, I'm, we're, I'm, I'm obviously... Just fucking hell, Mark. <laughs> Becky? I think I'm going to have to go Geostorm again. It's fun. It's shit, but it's fun. Yeah, I, I, I'm Geostorm. Here is our audience poll. Bear in mind, you know, if we're taking touching cloth to, 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 to definitely not shit um, as being, that's a decent enough movie. <laughs> and we're even going to take a, a little bit Geostorm into that's that's a decent enough movie. So only three, 33% of people thought that Ian's movie was shit. Uh, only 20% of people thought your movie was shit, Becky. Yeah. Uh, and 67% of people thought my movie was shit. I mean, I think and the other 33% thought it was Geostorm. Not a single person thought that it was definitely not shit or even all right. I mean, I think that's fairly on brand for you. I think it is quite on brand for me, yes. Yeah. Um, I will wear that like a badge of honour. Um, questions. We have a few. I will do the uh, Instagram ones first. Uh, we have two questions on Instagram. Uh, Jordan <laughs> does ask us. What is your favourite cheese? Are you subscribed to any YouTube channels? If so, which? And why do you enjoy watching them? No. Um, if, we're, if we're talking film ones, uh, Patrick Willems uh, does some really fucking interesting uh, kind of longer form looks at films. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, like from a tech point of view, Marquez Brownlee um, knows what he's fucking chatting about. Uh, quite a few different gaming ones. Uh, fully charged, the Robert Llewellyn uh, electric vehicles uh, YouTube channel. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, Directors Guild of America. Um, yeah, that's about it for me. 
Uh, so for me, the Blackshot one is one I'm subscribed to that as well. Uh, we use movie clips trailers for film ones. I'm subscribed to a few beard related ones. We've got quite a few food ones in there, haven't we? Love the food ones. Um, yeah, School of Walk has been a particular favourite of ours recently, hasn't it? Yeah, it has. Um, sweet and sour chicken it was amazing, wasn't it? It was fucking great. It's that sweet and sour chicken. I'm subscribed to a few guitar ones as well, aren't I? Um, Missing out the most watched one. What I like, Yoga with Cassandra. Yoga with Cassandra. Yes. Uh, we're also subscribed to the Frank Turner one because he's doing the uh, Independent and You Love every Thursday night. Yeah. Uh, which has been an amazing thing. Um, yeah, so that's pretty much... Pretty much it. I keep excellently starting YouTube here because the iPad thing keeps on being a bitch. Uh, yeah, so that's, that's, that's those. Uh, that, our, other, uh, our other Instagram question comes from Noel. Oh, God. Who asks, uh, Ian, to like this? Are we still connected? Fuck <laughs> off, no. <laughs> Fucking dickhead. <laughs> well, well done. <laughs> well played there, no. <laughs> You're going to explain that to the one person in the room that isn't on your boy chat? No, uh, you can actually explain it to earlier. With the call that he had with IT. Oh. <laughs> oh, Ian. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> You're angry, Ian. Rick Kidd, at Rick J. Kidd. A couple of questions. Highlight of my day. To, to think about this week. Um, for one, think of your favourite actor slash actress. What films of theirs do you hate? And question number two, think of your most hated actor slash actress. What films of theirs do you like? Reese Witherspoon, Wild. You're a big fan of that film, aren't you? Really like Wild. Um... Hmm. Michael Sarah, I really like Superbad. I'm Think if there's any films by the one actress that I hate most, this that I like. Chronicles of Riddick. I don't really like it. It's fine. I, I like it that much that I'd have had a poster of it in my juvenile home if it had been out at that time. Would you do you like it so much that if you were a millionaire playboy, you'd have it in the background? I your, would. Yeah. Yeah. I'd frame it as well. Off. Yeah. I would. Sorry, it's taken me a while to see if I can find one of those that I like. Um, good, good actor, bad film, Oscar Isaac, Sucker Punch. It's a fair shout, that. That film, like, does not deserve a re-evaluation. I tried a couple years back. No. Oh, it's very male gazy, isn't it? It's quite no, uncomfortable. That, 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 that film is... Is is so mm. bad that you realised it, Yveke, mm. and then rewatched it after we like it a few times. Rewatched it and then turned up and went, "This is shit." It made me really angry the last time I watched it. Just it is just so pervy. Mm. It's so uncomfortably pervy. Um, acts that I like, but it is in a bad film. I mean, there's probably a De Niro one out there. There will be the mirror one there. And I don't count Rocky and fucking Bullwinkle. I like Rocky and Bullwinkle. People, when people always cite Rocky and Bullwinkle as, oh, De Niro went from doing blah to doing Rocky and Bullwinkle, go fucking A, you haven't seen Rocky and Bullwinkle, have you? Because it's fucking mental. 
actually watch it. It's a fucking great time, Rocky and Bullwinkle. It is meta as fuck. Yeah, it's really good. Uh, but there probably is a De Niro one. Oh, there's there's probably loads of Pacino. Ah, oh, there we go. Pacino uh, in that one he did with Adam Sandler. Fuck, what was it called? Al Pacino's made a few Rocky ones. What did you say there, Ian? You cut out a little bit. He's saying the name of the film, but it's making me feel really bad. Jack and Jill. Jack. The right. <laughs> Got it then. <laughs> <laughs> you shot it, just Jack. <laughs> it's great. Um, Can on. you count one that you just don't like? What? Forrest Gump. Something. I really, really. I don't get your dislike for Forrest Gump. I really don't like it. I think you need to rewatch it. I've rewatched I think it. it I, don't, I don't think I've recently. I think it's a historical dislike that is based upon nonsense. No, it's not. It's just... I just don't think it's right. It's too saccharine. I think you're wrong. Uh, who's another one? Uh, I don't like Catherine Zeta-Jones, but she's in high Philly. Mm. Good job. Yeah. And, she's, and not only is she in high Philly, she's really fucking good in high fidelity. She's perfectly cast. And she plays it really, really well. Good actor, bad film. Hang on a second. What? You know when you just watch a film and you're just so fucking embarrassed for the for the people for certain people in it, and you're like, why? Why would you do that to yourself? What? Ian McKellen in Cats. No, he doesn't get any. He doesn't, he doesn't get a pass for that. No, he does. No, he doesn't. He does. He doesn't. He does. He doesn't. He doesn't. None of them get a pass for it. Ian McKellen And if you want to catch up on Ian's Cat's Miss content, $2 a month, Patreon slash Film Bastards. And while I'm here, uh, we are a We Are Pod Syndicate <laughs> podcast. Um, so check out some new uh, We Are Pod Syndicate other podcasts, uh, including Chinch Rockers, Punter, his film, her movie, Beyond the Neon, Entertainment Land, Phil What's on Tap, and of course this podcast you're listening to, plus the bonus shows, playing it forward. We're recording a new one in a few weeks, I believe. Uh, there's also going to be more Slatercast and more Tales from the Tape Deck. Uh, what we're covering next week? <laughs> Ain't Miley, would appear. Yep. Uh, uh, five Bloods. An end of Five Bloods, yep. And Silent Hill Revelations. And Silent Revelations, obviously. Nice. So that's a, a pretty solid show right there. Um, Are you doing a bit of a Spike Lee retrospective as well, Ian? Yeah, I want to try it. I want to try it. I'll see. I'll see how I do. Um, I'm working a lot of overtime this week, so I don't know what my headspace is going to be like, but I'm going to give it a go. Well, I'm going to finally show. Uh, we, we've been waiting, I think, around this time to watch. Um, I've completely my eyes gone blank. Spike Lee movie, asking to do the right thing. Yeah. Uh, we want to rewatch that. You've, you've never seen it, have you? I haven't. I wouldn't mind rewatching Twenty Four Hour as well, actually, because I really liked that. Yeah. So we might we might see if we can get to those, but we'll we'll, we'll see how we get on. We've we? got a whole week. Yes, we do. Uh, yeah. So thanks for listening, guys. That was episode three hundred and fifty. Gosh. Oh, golly gosh. Golly gosh. Yes. Uh, thank you very much, for Rebecca. Oh, you are very welcome. Thank you very much for joining me, Ian. You're very welcome, guys. Uh, and we shall 
we shall speak to you next week. We'll try and get Mark to introduce something in order, not next week, but the week after. It will happen. Please try. No. Just for me. I will try. I'll fail. I'll fail on purpose. That's the best way to fail. <laughs> <laughs> that's not failing. That's been willfully fucking difficult. Uh, why, why should I change that? I don't know why it's time. <laughs> True. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much, guys. We shall speak to you next week. Bye. Podcast is part of the Pod Syndicate family. For more criminally compelling shows, articles, and conversations, head to wearepodsyndicate.com.